0: hello everyone welcome to the desolation sounds podcast my name is stephen hook and this is a podcast celebrating everything to do within the world of a change of music be that rock punk rattle metal or extreme metal you can tell it's been a while since i've done this it's been three weeks how are we all doing it's been a while since we sat together and talked about music like this i say we it's me and you it's you dear listener and just me singular singular listener listen to this it's just me and you and you to know that we have a fair old bit coming up this week. So we won't do news because trying to catch up on three weeks' for us news will be just the worst fucking time and horrifically outdated. But we'll be going through a uh, headline tour, not tours, festival announcements. There we go. For download, uh, Slam Dunk and Bloodstock. Lots of lots of opinions. And we have fucking loads of reviews to catch up on. We've got Dinosaur Pileup, Aphyxion, Virginity, Paladin, Bloom, and we're going to top everything off with Hawkeyes. You, uh, if you've been listening past couple of weeks, well not past couple of weeks, a month ago, you'll know. I'm very very excited about Hawkeyes but like I said we're going to go through some festival announcements. Today we are getting to the like early stages of all those festivals and such being announced. We'll start with download festivals, today have announced that the headliners for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that is the 12th to the 14th of June 2020, is going to be KISS, Iron Maiden and System of a Down. And elsewhere in the bill you're going to have Deftones, Corn, Offspring, Gejira, Disturbed, Ailstorm, Black Veil Bride, Doubtree and Of Mice and Men. We will, well I'll start from the bottom, work my way up. Of Mice and Men, I think it's a pretty good billing for them. Being main stage, uh, download, I actually think the way uh, download, it's just kind of like modern metal sort of thing. Of my and Men, I've quite Marmite. Um, that album, I can never remember the name of, Restoring Force was brilliant. Uh, Cold World wasn't very good. That one last year was appalling whatever it was, and the new one coming out, Earth Earth and Sky, so far the singles of it have been hit and miss, but I feel like Off Mice and Men, at a festival like this, I think we'll do quite well, and I think they've been doing um, second stage before, so I think this is quite good billing for them, I'm, I'm, quite, chuffed for the, I'm quite chuffed for the boys, Doubtree on the other hand, what the fuck are they doing at download, let alone like, I'm assuming this is all main stage, but... Beside everything... What the fuck are they doing at Download? I remember when... They were like... The ultimate... Romanticised rock band... In like the late 2000s. I thought they split up. I've just... I just... Don't expect them to ever be reviewed in here Because I have no interest in listening to them. I have no idea what they're doing. On main stage. At Download. It's daft. and I don't like it. Uh, Black Veil Brides. Again, I... A couple of albums ago, I would have thought this had been a bit lacking for them because I thought that the way Black Vibe Bob, Trajectory was going, I thought there had been like a second or third headliner. Whereas now they're in like the. They don't even have their own logo, which is hilarious because if you go onto their Facebook page and you they, they've put on the fact that, oh, look, we're playing download, look at all these people. And they've erased stormed out train Off My Cement and put their logo in. So they've just wiped off those three other bands just so they get their logo on the card, or on the poster. It's a bit sad, but... Nowadays, I think the hype of Blackbird Rides has dwindled a lot. But I still think... I still think they should be on main stage. They are... They have that cult that grew up with them and now I think they are a kind of band that... They can be an entry-level metal band for a lot of people. So I think that's... I'm not interested that much anymore. I really liked um, Set the World on Fire. I think that's what the album's called. I thought that was a brilliant album. Everything else has been... You could just about get an album out of the rest of them, but... I don't know. I think Blackpuff Brothers is a good shout. hailstorm can get in the bin, quite frankly. The music is very mediocre. It's a gimmick, and apparently the... I think it's a lead singer. The guy who's also in Glory Hammer. Apparently he's a bit of a twat should probably separate personal opinions from the music but i don't want to for Airstorm, they can they can yeah just nah it's a nah from me disturbed i think they should be there i don't think i care though because you know i've had my disturbed phase gajira it's taken me this long to realize gajira and corn have very similar type fonts in the logo that's unsettling. selling. Uh, I think this is great for Fukujira. I think they should be headlining at least somewhere. Did they do Bloodstock a couple of years ago? Am I making that up? I'll quietly, quietly try and do a a Google Bloodstock. I feel like they must have done. Or is this going to take me too long to figure it out? Might take me too long to figure it out. Where's the Wikipedia page when you need one? That's us loading yeah, I think they should absolutely be there. Like I said, I want them to be headlining, but you never know. Sabaton Parkway, They did, they did, they did. They were headlining uh, Bloodstock last year. Good, I think. I think they're big enough to... Mm, oh, it's just that thing. Download's not the right crowd, is it? Because Download is very much my first metal festival. Or like more contemporary Metal Festival and then you sort of like split off and you realise what you like. So Bloodstock, Damnation, Reading, if you wanna be a loser. Offspring, what the fuck are Offspring doing? Main stage of download in twenty twenty. Well twenty even like now, twenty nineteen, are they about to release the fiercest punk rock record we've ever done diddly seen? Because that's the only reason. Yeah, they are like one of the Core bands from the break in punk rock from the '90s into 2000s, fair fucks. But why? And they have—they've headlined actually before years ago. Madness. Uh, Corn. I'm very happy to see Corn up there. I'm a big fan of Corn. I like the fact they're up there. I again, I think they could have done with being a headliner. To be honest, I can't. Rem- I don't know if they've headlined before. I f- don't think they have. i not one that recognise, but yeah, I feel like they should be up there. Deftones. Intrigued because I think they are working. Yeah, they are working on new music at the moment. Um, hopefully, that means they release it either in time or around this sort of period, and just like ride the waves of that. I think that'd be a great show. Deftones, uh, a band I've always respected but never really gone in that much. They've been through a lot as a band and as people, and belong in those group of um, the category of bands where they've never released a bad album, just slightly lesser ones. And that's about it. So I reckon they are a good shout for download. So, you know, of My and Gajira, I'd still I would probably go see Offspring. I just don't understand why they're there. So, of My and Gajira, Offspring, Corn, Deftones, I think I'd all quite like to see. Headliners though, on the Friday you've got Kiss. Apparently it's going to be the last. Uh, well, I think it might even be the last UK show unofficially, which. I don't believe, because I think the only band who's got a more farewell horse than kiss is Rolling Stones. I just... All three of these are very, very safe. Iron Maiden must have headlined damn near every single download or every single Monsters of Rock. All to have Bruce say, Scream for Donnington And then everyone pops their tits and moves along. I just don't care. System of a Down, it's mad. Okay, I read a thing the other day about all the bands just touring don't owe anyone a new album. And there's an argument for and an argument against that. But why are we having effectively a karaoke band headline, one of the biggest music festivals I'd say in the world now? Download it's fucking huge. Like Maiden, okay, they are one of the biggest metal bands of all time. Fair fucks. Although they've been done a hundred times. Yeah. System, like Kiss as well, going for a long time, big cult following of all ages, I get it, I don't like it. System of a Down, haven't released anything long, a all. the space between the tool albums where everyone keeps flapping their gums and going absolutely apeshit for, is shorter than the length of time we've waited for a System of a Down album. And yet System are, they've just announced a bunch of uh, shows and now they're headlining do- um, Download i genuinely don't think we're ever going to have a new system record i think if we're lucky we might get one with darren john and shabo but i don't think serge will ever record music with those guys again and why have a effectively a karaoke jukebox headline your festival apparently when they headlined a few years ago it was fucking awful but then admittedly in the show since they've been told like it's been come out that they've done very very well and they sound looked and sound like they were more into it but I don't know man it's, it's just, it's, see, it feels very safe and I liked the I don't know if it was on purpose or not but for a few for a few, for a few years, excuse me they kind of had it where one headliner and that the main stage that day was like the classic rock more easy going kind of stuff um, I think one year, I think the year Death Leopard headlined, you had things like um, Slash for Miles Kennedy, um, Blackstone Cherry. And, you know, bands of that, it was like easygoing rock music was one day. Then you had a bit more of a heavier day. And then you had the classic day. Um, and that formula, I think, worked really good because you got something old and easygoing, something heavy for the, um, for the, like, cultists and something for the nostalgists. replace that like bounce between the nostalgist act and something new get a new headline at least every two years so you can build build those names like damnation the death metal festival in leeds said it's like we're so happy to have venom prison because it's so hard having new uk headliners because they've, they've booked napalm death like six times they love Napalm Death, but it's just no chance to have that new, new big band because everyone keeps going back to the old shit. Support the new shit, and then we can fucking have a new like Gajira. Why are they not headlining Download? God, I just yeah, I don't like Download this year. I wasn't a fan of the one last year. It slowly got better, but the headliners were just boring. And this now, I know I've said it's called Tool Boring, so people are going to come after me, but oh well. This is just so uber safe, and it makes me very upset. But that's download. On to Slam Dunk. Slam Dunk, I'll have less opinions on because it's very, very Slam dunky, And yeah, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Slam Dunk boy. Um, so the headliner is, well, the first headliner, I should say, because I don't know. Is it multiple days? It's two days, yes. Mm, yes. North, South. I don't know. Basically, headline headliner is Don Broco. You've got State Champ, The One the Years, Mayday Parade, Motion City Soundtrack, Four Year Strong, Knuckle Puck, Ice Nine Kills, Bayside, Issues, and Hands Like Houses. Most of them, I have no opinion on. Issues, I think the new stuff sounds fucking odd and not a good odd. Hands Like Houses, I've never been a fan of. Bayside, all right. they're I reckon they'd be quite fun to watch live. If you're unfamiliar, they'll um, punk rock with like Alt rock in there as well, so it's very, very manageable, and I think quite easy listening. I'd, I'd be up for seeing Bayside, Iceland Kills. I think are a bit of a dirty pleasure band because they're one of the emo metalcore bands or post hardcore bands from a few years back. You're like, I totally grew out of that scene. Look at me with normal hair, and then every time they come on it's like, fuck me, it's actually quite good. and Knuckle Puck. I know they were meant to be like one of the biggest new pop-punk bands and they had their album Copacetic Cop- was that right? Copacetic? I'm gonna I remember it being a weird word and I want to make sure that I'm getting that weird word correct and I Copacetic yeah I think I got that right and when that album came out the podcast I was listening to was saying that this is going to be the saviors of pop-punk uh, pop you're going like, to recognize the fact that it's now punk rock with like mainstream appeal instead of like whatever garbage blink when it made up or like, all, um, all time low made up I thought that album was really fucking boring I just thought it was so bland so don't really give a shit about knuckle pop playing. 4 Year strong great party band I'd like to go see them. Motion of soundtrack I've never got into. Same with Mayday Parade the Wonder the years I would pop my tits to go and see I wouldn't mind if they were headline actually. State Champs could never get into them either. Don Broco that Technology album is still absolute fire. Action took a while to grow on me, but that's turned into a very good song as well. Um, I like the fact... I don't think Don Brog have ever headlined much before, so I think this is a really good shout for them. Yeah. I, like I said, I've got not many opinions about Slam dunk. I like the fact that Don Brog is up there. I think Swap State Chance for one of the Years, you'd have a jolly, old, a jolly good time. But that's just personal preference and yeah go up to watching Bayside up watching 40 strong I've got another thing to say like I said it's, it's looking very very okay it looks very slam dunk so far so I think that appeals to the core fan base better than download does and the final one is Bloodstock happening, oh, I should say, Slam Dunk's happening the 23rd for Slam Dunk North in Leeds and 24th of May down south. I don't know where Hatfield Park is, but it's in Hatfield Park. I should know geography better. Bloodstock, it's the 6th, 7th, 8th and 9th of August 2020. It's going to happen in Walton, on and Derbyshire. How exciting. And from the bo- top to the bottom, you've got Devon Towns there. why the fuck? Devin Townsend for his only UK show of the year headlining. You got Skin Dread. Skin Dread. Why don't you say that with a T? Violence, Glory Hammer, Sacred Reich, Ginger, Butcher Babies, Black Dahlia Murder, and Dark Tranquility. I think that's a pretty standard, pretty fucking good lineup. Um, I think if that's the order they're going to play, or like roughly the order how they're going to be set out on the card... I would have probably had Black Dahlia made a bit higher. Like maybe swap them out with Glory Hammer, So they're like on par with violence. I think Butcher Babies, if they're more like earlier day main stage, I think that's a good setting for them. Because I know they're huge in America. They've got the Crotch rock following in Britain. So the same sort of people who love Hailstorm and New Year's Day. Dark Tranquility, I'm quite surprised that, like, if, again, if this is following how early they can play, I'm surprised that early, I know they're, like, their name has dwindled off a little bit over the last few years, but I still think they're quite big in mainland Europe, aren't they? So I'd have them maybe swap out with Ginger to be on par with Sacred Reich, but, oh well. Um, Black Dali Murder will be fucking insane fun to watch. Uh, Ginger, I've only heard snippets about... A very new, very promising. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Maddening prog rock, I'm not quite sure. Um, sacred rock, trad metal band, never really. Oh no, uh, that fresh metal, excuse me. And go to show, never really got into that much. Glory Hammer were ah, uh, oh, fun power metal. It's daft and silly, and I enjoy it, even though it has got that twat from Alestorm in. For some reason, Glory Hammer appeals to me a lot more than Aelstorm does. Violence. That is the... What's his name? Rob Flynn's old man, isn't it? And... I might have to do another Google. I'm sure that's the old man. Either way, I think it's... Again. It says it's a UK debut and UK exclusive. Oh... Okay, so... They reformed this year, and it's going to be... it's Yeah, so it's... Not only was it Rob Finn's band, it was also Phil Demmel's band. He also uh, formerly of uh, Machine Head. So it looks like they've got a classic band going again. Is there new albums long. <laughs> Just touring, 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 Phil. Oh, Interest, to right, a new album. That's good enough for me, so... I think it's quite a good coup for them to come back. I think Phil Demmel raising the... His profile and then come back to violence is a good shout. Again, based on the fact that it's a UK debut, maybe wouldn't have had him that high up, but that's just me. Skindred, I think it's going to be fucking class. Skindred Live, 99% of the time, is great fun live. That one time I saw him, they were a little bit boring. I'm sorry. But he was unwell, apparently. He was tonsillitis, I think, or something like that. So, given he had tonsillitis, it was a great show. Overall, just not quite what I was expecting for Skinjo who are meant to be one of the best live bands in the country. And if they're subbing Devon Townsend, that's going to be a fucking hellacious party. Uh, Devon Townsend, I am always a fan of. I think he's brilliant. It, he's one of those people where, no matter what kind of music you listen to, he has made something to do with it, and it's going to be fucking brilliant. So definitely think Bloodstock are doing well this year. Uh, i would love to go to bloodstock any year because the more i hear about the more it sounds infinitely better than most other festivals in the uk but those are the three so far: it's download slam dunk and bloodstock i know which one i prefer what are we i'm sorry i'm just slowly dying a little bit more than usual damn fresh as i came back and i might be catching something which is fun for me it's not fun for me i lied so again there are your headlines headlines I guess your headlines. Moving on now to sorry, you can tell I'm out of practice. I haven't done this in ages. I haven't really thought about this in ages. Let's move on to the album reviews, and we're going to start with an album. An illustrator handed me who paints or well, draws pretty pictures, like literal pretty pictures. She's just done a a piece and art ex, exhibit, exhibit, and yeah. Either way, not the sort of person I expect this sort of album from. It is dinosaur pileup, and it is. The album is called *Celebrity Mansions*. It's the fourth album, and they're from Leeds. Good, more British rock. Um, And they're a weird mishmash out of alt rock, post-grunge, I'd even say, and a little bit, a a, a wee sprinkling of punk rock. Uh, *Dinosaur Pilot* uh, are—they're a band I've heard. I keep hearing about, but I've never really got into it. And I feel like they've always been bubbling underneath the surface because. Excuse me. Whenever I've heard of them, it's always positive. No one's ever said like pretty much anything bad that I can think of. It's just always a case of people talk about them, but not. um, And they're really pushed that much or marketed that well. It's a weird one. So you've got all these people talking about it, but then no one really doing much with them. And yeah, it's just... Based on this album, it's a fucking shame. And based on what i read around Celebrity Mansions, the other albums have been fucking brilliant as well. So, who knows? It's to me, the album is kind of like a cauldron pot of Foo Fighters, the Bronx, and Pulled Apart by Horses. It is that palatable, Ball, like, dragging the 90s into the, the 10s, uh, mix of, like, grunge mix and that's mixed up with the like that energy and excitement of punk rock all like plus together with this like odd um, odd songwriting ability that somehow managed to appeal to both demographics both demographics on the side of more mainstream interests and like the alternative fanboys such as myself and i could, i feel like this could be it Kind of feels like a great sits album because every song on this is just a waterfall fucking slammer. Any song of this could have been a lead single. Like you had "Back Thrash Metal Cassette" and "Around the Bend," which are all absolutely fucking phenomenal choices. But could have easily had K West, which is like the like a dafty, easygoing grunge punk cruiser, stupid heavy metal broken hearted loser punk. Really sad. Really glad I got that right first time. It's a fucking blast of a song It sounds like the Bronx funded by Billy Corgan. Um, Professional Freak is like the evil British clone to Foo Fighters. Every song on this album has an identity and has huge, huge pulling power potential. I don't know why I wrote that. I think the album itself was quite ballsy to open with something like Thrash Melt Gazette. Because sonically it's one of the harder going songs in the album. And I know when it came on, I thought it was going to be a very different kind of album. I thought it was going to be that sort of, like, on the line between thrash and punk. Almost like a thrashcore kind of album. All the way through. Again, in the being that little Cold Part I was talking about a minute ago. But that hook of Hey L.A. I'm Back Again. That's fucking huge. That's so good. And, like... It's got um, cheerleading cheers or cheerleading chants, whatever they're called. And following on from like the damn things early in the year, apparently that's cool now because, and apparently they're rock and roll because they they seem to work really well, a lot better than kids choirs. Fucking Machine Head did kids choirs; it was not good. This though, like the cheerleading, they've got a proper term. I know they have, but I can't think what it is. Just seems to fit so well and hit so hard. And the Attitude and Backfoot... Backfoot? The Attitude and Backfoot. Should we know it as well? It's kind of like a weird... Is it weird to call it like a wrapped kind of singing? You know, like each verse is sung with like a lot of conviction. Especially like the really fast bit that is a piece of my sickness. And then it just sort of like carries on. Because he's really, really good with words and I'm not. About three quarters away from the song. That's just... He nails it. He fucking nails it. I would love to know how many tries it took. I'm just glad I got the the other one. From, what was it called? Stupid heavy metal, broken heart, loser punk. Mm. I, why can I never talk like that well? I thought this album was fucking fantastic. Um, it is a fantastic blend, an, an intriguing blend of '90s rock, all with this sort of like pop visor, and it's been like with poppy. This year alone has been really good for that sort of thing. I think it's also on par with how Weezer write their music as well, when they're good. Um, there's always something about it which is appeal, just screams like that little bit of edge or a little bit of attitude, but it's delivered in such a way where you can get such a broad audience in to listen to it. I thought Celebrity Manchester* was fucking brilliant. And I strongly advise... You go and look for it as well. Again, Celebrity Mansions by Dinosaur Pile Up. They are from Leeds, so support British Music, etc, etc. It's their fourth album that now. And, yeah, I thought, again, it's just fucking brilliant. It's so insanely catchy. And when you can say that song title, I'm not going to do it for a third time in case I fuck it up. But when you can say that really confidently and not fuck it up. Oh, you feel good. You feel really good. do not want to do that. Cool. On to I really hope that's how you pronounce that. Um, and their third album. It's going to be called Void. Well, it is called Void. It's already out. Why am I saying it might be? Uh, this is album number three from the Reba Denmark natives. And they are known for playing melodic death metal. Which is, you know, it's Scandinavian. Of course they are. I'd never really come across Aficion before. But for such a young band, they've got a pretty, pretty pretty solid backstory to them they are the youngest band to play Wacken and I think they did that was that 11 or 17 I've got two different years I think that was 2011 they did that Um, so the youngest band to play Wacken open air in Germany Metal Hammer referred to them as the saviors of melodic death metal which is pretty tall order I respect Metal Hammer because that's Metal Hammer UK as well I respect their their claims (laughs) a lot and their opinions they opened for Metallica during the Denmark portion of the World Wide Tour, and all of this is while not being signed to a major label. They are still signed to a fairly local Danish label called Prime Collective. There's a giant truck going by. Um, straight away, this album wins a vote for me because it does something which not many band or not many albums of this ilk do. And it goes right fucking into it. There's no fiddly-widdly fucking intro song with like space and ambient or like a spoken word thing. It is just like fork tongues opens with this like just attack off snare before going into some really bouncy, really crunchy riffs followed by an explosive chorus. And that is a sign of good melodic death metal with the big vocals. So still got a strong, um, shouted, like aggressive voice, and it gears the album up really well. I thought for- Fork Tongued Fork Tongued was a really really good open track for the so- for the album. It's when you move past that and then get into the second track, which is called Sleepwalkers, where it starts to feel a little bit more in tune with modern metalcore. There's more clean vocals, particularly on the choruses. Um, it's a different kind of riffs. It's more, I know I call the riffs in fork tund, like, bouncy, but this is more, you know, a like very stereotypical, like, chug sort of stuff. And there's little tinges of electronics here and there. And for me, that metalcore songwriting is more prominent in this album than the melodic, melodic death row. Yeah, they're there. Melodic death metal root. Fuck me. There's there's little callbacks here and there in the riffs from Jonas Hagensen in No Man Is an Island and even in Pain as well. And they're the two like I guess softer songs. Uh, they touch on the ballad. Touch on the ballad. And they remind me both of the songs remind me more of modern in flames in the way that's a very modern metal kind of sound. But they've got this higher end um melodeath riffs. I wanted to call them like those like Pinterest but I don't think that's right. But hopefully y- y'all know what I mean. And it hurts me to say but the overall product, the overall album is just quite, it's a little bit too generic for me. I think fans of this world will just adore this. It will be it's a cool, somewhat underground name they can get into so the hipsters will be happy but hopefully the more people go into this and say this is like of this world to go and then to say hey have you ever heard of this band they're really really good and that will hopefully improve a fixing on stock even more than it already is but i don't think there's enough to bring in a, any more newer fan base if, if outside that world if that makes sense um the production on this album is unfoldable. everything's so crisp and so precise um it sounds fantastic um, the vocals are I think they're my favourite part of the whole album or the whole ensemble um, Michael Vahl handles the screams and I feel like he sits somewhere between CJ from Die Thy Arts, Die Arts Murder and Winston from Parkway um, that's in terms of like range and how he can like utilise those vocals and I believe it is the bassist Jace Jensen who does the cleans and he's got Really, really strong, clean vocal. It really binds the music well. Imagine, or like, cast your mind back to about mid-2000s when Bring uh, both of my Valentine were coming out and Matt Tuck was still really, really good. And that kind of clean vocal. It's not like the dew-eyed, fucking squeaky shit. It's a raw, like, almost hard rock kind of vocal line. And yeah, I think those two together, Jason Michael, I've they do work really well, they complement each other really, really well. I'd like to see if they do go this down, I'll talk about it a bit more in a bit, I think. But if they do go down this like metalcore route further, I think the trade between those two would work very well for them. And oh, David, yeah, the example I've got is in Happily Apathetic. Like, again, if they want to go down this like metalcore over melodic death metal thing happily apathetic should be their benchmark for like as much as i wasn't a fan of this album and much as i found it quite boring happily apathetic was fucking brilliant modern electronica tinged riffs and verses excuse me um michael sounding his grimace in the in the build-up to a huge chorus i don't know if it's still jace on this because it sounds slightly different slightly higher register but whoever it is if it is jace he's done fucking great job whoever it is sounds like a modern vince neil which is a weird one but like it just sounds so hard rock and so 80s glam the edgy side of glam as well but otherwise outside of Fork tongue and sleepwalkers where they had a bit more punch to them and happy apathetic which is just a great modern metalcore song I just did nothing. I found it very unforgettable. Sorry, very forgettable. I should say completely opposite. Sorry, lads. Um, no man is an island in pain. You can tell they've put a lot of like emotional stock into the songs, but I just don't think it really hits all that well. And again, in the modern metal wor- metalcore world of um, wage war, woven war, um, who else? Can't really think of anyone else because I stay away from that quite a lot. I'd maybe even say um, of Mice and Men as well. Metal, like modern metalcore bands, when they're trying to put the metal back into it all, despite having breakdowns every 10 seconds, I think it would do really well in that world. Otherwise, I thought it was quite one dimensional and a bit bland and it's not too memorable. But if you are a fan of that kind of world, for all the shit I've given it, Give it a go for yourself. It's called Void, and the band is called Aphixion. A P H Y X I O N. Damn you, and no silly way of spelling things. They're from Denmark. Album wasn't for me, but if you like that sort of thing, give it a bash. Just, just, just fucking, just fucking do it. Just fucking fuck off and fucking listen to it. <clears throat> that extent, I've got weird shit in my nose. Up next, we've got Virginity and their debut album called With Time. Trying to Google this was a fucking minefield. Um, It's their debut album. They are from Florida, various parts of Florida. And they sit quite nicely on that bridge between emo and punk rock. And the band is spearheaded by frontman and comedian Casey Crawford. And I found an interview he did with an online uh, webzine kind of thing called The Alternative and he, Casey chatted with them and he talked about his childhood and what he considered back then to be fairly normal behaviour and like fairly normal growing up. As he's gotten older he's realised that no that's not quite normal behaviour at all In fact, that might be quite bad and now as a fully grown adult he's now having to deal with those demons that he's repressed from those times and a way he's doing it, something that's found therapeutic is to put it into this, um, musical world. And that therapeutic sort of sense you get from literally the first verse of the entire album, um, in like this slower intro track, uh, there's gotta be a better way. The verse is there's gotta be a better way of dealing with my brain, some sort of medicine medicine or therapy to keep me out of my way. You know, that's, that's your intro to the band. That's your intro to this album and that is that's virginity but not that one um again like i said the album sits very firmly on that line between emo and punk rock the lyrics are clearly very very deep and personal to casey and the songs do have a ton of melody to them but that guitar tone has a healthy amount of bite, of bite to it and casey as a vocalist operates more it's kind of more of a shout in his vocal and i Comparisons I got were Dylan from Spanish Love Songs and Kinda Greg from Menzingers. Take that second one to pinch yourself because I've been listening to a lot of Menzingers recently. I finally realised where they are fucking brilliant and it might just be me wanting to talk about Menzingers more. But hopefully you get away. It's not quite just very softly spoken or softly worded singing. He has got a bit of, a, a bit of an edge, a bit of a long fringe haircut to him. Uh, because it is modern-day emo, there's plenty of earworm music to it. Figure It Out has a kind of chorus which you can get a lot of crowd participation uh, live in, and musically, I think it's just really well, really well written. It's really difficult to say. Um, the song comes at the end of a really strong three-song rush. It starts with History of the P, and goes into Your Apartment, and then goes into Figure It Out. History of and really kicks off the album properly. The same way sequels, remakes and adaptations does in Schmaltz by Spanish Love Songs. And Your Apartment touches a bit onto pop-punk side of things. But still has a massive chorus as well as um, but the song still making references to Crawford's upbringing. Still, again, quite a, quite a personal project for him and quite a personal song as well. I think because it's a debut album, the album is kind of experimental because it's. I think it's more of them trying to find their feet and trying to find how they really want to sound fully. Um, as much as like history repeats, it's a bit more like big bombastic punk rock, cliche leans on the emo a lot. It's super melodic. I'd even say it's Jimmy Eat World level of melody and just like, easy-going songwriting stuff, and then right afterwards, you've got Tile Floor, which sounds like the peak of 90s punk, and then the title track with Time does, it's got two halves, and it's both of those things. It starts out as this, like, big gang-sum acoustic ballad, as if, like, you're around a campfire, just having a jolly good time, and then it ends with this big circle pit starting rush of adrenaline. You know? Overall I thought, okay, I quite like the album. I quite like this. It was a little bit different. But it blended the melody of emotion of emo with the pace and growth of punk rock really, really well. There's a lot of fun musical ideas strewn throughout the album. That post-chorus riff on Figure Out Out. Still having those little bits of twinkly emo on tile floor. When it's tile floor still going like double pace. And yeah, hopefully for Casey on like a personal level this is done it's good for him. It's given a chance to like just, I. That's the thing with emo albums. I don't know if turning problems like this into songs is legitimately therapeutic and le- does actually help. Hopefully it's not something for him because I thought this was this was a really good fun song. A really good fun album, sorry. And if you want to give it a go, it's called With Time and the album is called Virginity. It's trying to put Virginity in Virginity With Time into Google. You get a lot of things, man. You just get a lot of things. So the band camp is virginity, virginityisrad.bandcamp.com Probably best to go there. Because like I said, it was it was a bit bit of a task. We'll say a bit of a task. Cool. Moving on to another, another pleasure of mine. Not virginity, I meant emo. We're going to move on to power metal, in theory. Um, the album is called Ascension and the band are called Paladin. This is their debut album from a very anticipated or very like they again debut album. A lot of people are going up nuts with this album is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's got 95, 85. Sorry, already on the Metal Archives. And they're from Atlanta, Georgia. They play power metal, and uh, hopefully by now it's known. Tis known that I like me a good power metal album. I am a sucker. An absolute bitch fuck sucker for um, Dragon Force, Halloween, Man of War. I fucking adore Rhapsody of Fire and the whole family of bands that that's now produced. And I get super keen when there's a new power metal act I can rethink my teeth into. It's been a while since something new of this world has popped up. And I try to think back to when the latest new band was and it would have been... So, Destrophy, they had one song that I liked called Closer, because they used to be a children, I think it was a children a b- bottom uh, cover band, and just leaned really hard into power metal stuff. And then looking back, it's really, really, it's very, very okay. And the other alternative was Blessed by a Broken Heart, which were fucking abysmal. And maybe Blackfell Brian's, but I refuse to believe it. So, yeah, very intrigued to find a new power metal band and this paladin album has been on my list to listen to since june and it came out in may uh, awakening opens the album and is everything you'd expect and it was everything i expected it's big falsetto vocals on the back of some double speed wrists and some like a barrage of drums i i like the fact that the bass was quite high in the mix i'm always a bit of a sucker for hearing um, a cool bass tone and overall the sound was a little bit higher than I was expecting. I know I've said like Awakening was everything to be expected, but it. I think for people who are fishing aficionados with power metal, you know, the American is more speed metal based and tends to be a bit deeper tonally. Um, it just like Man of War, the ultimate example. It's very fast paced, very gruff, manly men, power metal. Whereas European tends to be tends to sit a little bit higher, and Halloween is my go-to for that. And for a band based out of Georgia, it sounds a little bit more European than what I was expecting. So that was just my thought on that. So that was Awakening, and then Divine Providence cuts in, and after Awakening showed me everything I was expecting to hear from this album, Divine Providence put, cuts in, and I've realised that Paladin like to like to dabbled in other areas and they like to blend the core power metal shenanigans with thrash metal and even a little bit of melodic death metal and with that divine providence sounds quite children of botomy. and there's a few songs that do as well so you've got bury the light genesis and carpe diem and it actually isn't all that well done and if I'm being honest, the whole album is a bit pants. You know, there's like there's literally a few couple good songs. Um, I enjoyed Carpe Diem. I thought Black Own was good. Shoot for the Sun's probably my favourite song. Very very like trad metal in it. But for me, oh my god, I found this album so bland. And I, from the looks, of it, I'm the only one with this opinion. Everyone else scoring it very highly, but. Oh my god, the mix the mix is so boring, it all sounds on the same level the entire time. It just songs lack character and you fucking can't have a power metal record with songs that lack character. You're meant to be fucking ridiculous. That's what power metal is. You know like the forefathers of power metal wore loincloths for fuck's sake. It's just so boring. I'm really gutted because, again, everyone loves this album, so I was hoping that I could say, hey, Parameter, listen. But I just, its there's nothing new. Awakening sounds like an early Halloween B-side with slightly better production, and I'm gutted. I am absolutely heart-strong that I've, I don't like this, and I find it really, really repetitive and boring. Again, all the other reviews I've seen of this Go absolutely bananas over this, and then there's me. A dark clearly emo, hipster boy who thinks one of his favourite stars of music is just boring. I'm gonna I'm gonna do exactly what I keep telling everyone else to not do, and I'm gonna go back to the classics and listen to Man of War, Rhapsody, um Old Dragon Force and Old Halloween. And I'm upset by that. I'm very upset, I'm a hypocrite, I look like a fool I look like a bitch fool and I'm very very unhappy about it all if I always say like as much shit as I give bands and I give albums that I don't like still go listen to it for yourself which I know I've given a really shit endorsement but if you listen to Power and you want it with a bit more balls not quite all the way to Children of Bodom but, you know, just just that little bit extra. It's power metal, a little bit of thrash in there, a little bit of death, um, melodic death metal in there. A lot of it comes from the vocal, because um, vocalist, what's his name? Uh, Taylor Washington can do a little bit of a growl. I think it's him that handles the growls on it, if not as the bassist Andy. I give this a bash, but if you want to accept my word of gospel, which I don't see, I don't think you should, it's it's no, it's 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 a no for me. Uh, the band is called Paladin, and their debut album Ascension is out now. And I'm gonna leave it alone because I feel like I've already said too much. Before we get to the main event of Hawkeyes, let's talk a little bit about a tiny little EP from somewhere in Britain. The band are called Gold Bloom. They've been a band for about seven months, and I think they've already hit. I think they said it hit forty thousand. Plays recently on an EP that came out a couple of months ago, which is fucking ludicrous. And the EP is called At Long Last. And like I said, they're from Liverpool. Play a lovely thing of pop punk. And again, very, very new. They are, to me, the latest band to try and reclaim the pop punk mantle. I'll throw them up there with fresh narwhals. Maybe even Forever Came Calling as well. They straddle that line between pop rock, that's called pop punk, and actual pop punk. Um, And they tried to move away from the all-time low, the boys like girls, um, we the kings, cute-as-what-we-aim-for level of pop punk pool shittery And I've spoken about a bunch of times, so I won't go into detail again now, but the Blink-182 started uber-pop-pop-punk. It can get in the bin and bands like this, I think, are moving away from that stereotype that pop punk has now. And uh, the EP is a short little thing. Five songs, just shy of 15 minutes. The opening track, A Damn Shame, is a perfect example of a opening track for a new band. It is a solid statement of intent. It's good party pacing sort of stuff. So you can have it on the background there and have a jolly good time. Um... There's enough edge in the instruments that keep it grounded in punk while still being like super mainstream super poppy. And I think vocalist Sam Kinley does a fucking great job on the song and on the EP as general. I think he's got quite a unique voice. I can't compare him massively with anyone. I I will try later, but in terms of like a like for like, I really can't think of him having like anyone else on this kind of voice. Um, having said that, the song afterwards, Collateral Damage and How to Fix It, may split opinions on how he sings the vocal. Because whereas the entire rest of the EP, he is it's a lot of energy, that slight little bit of edge into, a vo- into his voice. Collateral Damage is way more laid back and super calm in comparison. And I didn't mind it personally. I quite enjoyed it. It fell a little bit indie. But just not massively. But just like you know. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit indie. And. I'm kind of worried. As much as I do not mind it. I think it might be. Quite polarising for. People coming in. But again. Similar with the. Um, Virginity album. I think it's an experiments, And I think they're doing it. On a better scale. Like doing it on the EP. And then get the album out when they've flushed out a core sound um, but you know it might work for it might not I enjoyed it I can't see many other people having an opinion on it either way but it's I I hate to see everything in it first of all great name for a song um, it kind of feels a bit more experimental too it's got little jumps of speed here and there and it kind of feels a bit four-year strongy um, in that way where it's like little blasts of little blasts of chug here and there and then moves on and then I have, I feel bad I've got nothing substantial to say about Are oh My Bad which is track 4 it's just very standard pop punk and that's not a. it sounds because I've not got anything specific to say about it it sounds like oh it's a fucking boring song ignore it it's not it's just very very pop punk it's not bad it's easy it's easy to listen to it's just very very okay and the chorus sounds a bit like Dismantling Summer by The Wonder Years that's probably the only specific thing I think about it It's not, it's one of the few times I can think of where just being core to what your your label is, and being very generic to that label, it's the only time generic isn't used badly. You know, it's just, as soon as you say, decent pop punk, this is is what you'd get. It's just, yeah, 7 out of 10, it's all good. Um, Lead single and closing track, Crosshairs, probably the best song on the EP. Um, Again, really, really great chorus, and Sam sounds fucking brilliant. You know, a lot of I saw Crosshairs got put on Reddit by the band. They said they had a lot of fun making it. It looks like a lot of fun to do. It looks fucking mad, actually. And I think, yeah, yeah, probably the best choice for a lead track anyway is to try and get, excuse me, get those plays and get those new that burgeoning audience. It's it's hard to compare like broadly this to anything else because of how disconnected I've come to pop punk and I tried to compare it and I thought imagine early 2000s some 41 Covered by early 2000s blink 182 sung by Dan from four years strong It doesn't make sense, but that's gold blue All right, it is The EP is called at long last. It's out now. It's on Spotify song I music whatever it's called these days um, and they're from Liverpool awful Scouse accents and yeah it's called Gold Bloom, which I've just realised prob- might be a pun on Jeff Goldblum, and that makes him even better cool final album of the week then my throat is beginning to hurt fun and this is ow my leg is also going dead this is album four again from the Leeds based again alt metal band Hawkeyes it is called Advice Um, Formerly known as Chicken Hawk, many moons ago, but still worth mentioning. And Hawkeyes were, I think even still are, actually, an integral part of the UK underground metal scene. Ideas is an absolute masterpiece. Everything is fine, isn't quite as good, but still fucking brilliant. It's it's awesome. I wrote it down and I thought, man, it makes everything is fine sound like shit, but it's because ideas is just that fucking good. Um, hopefully, you would have seen it on um, an open mic review a few months back. If not, go and fucking listen to it because it's fucking great. Listen to all the Hawkeyes, they're fucking great. But um, there was a time where I didn't think we'd ever have a Hawkeyes album ever again. After they toured, everything is fine. The band largely went silent and had a bit of a break and at the time they disappeared bright um, interesting very very good UK stars were starting to drop off everywhere you look. Um, Feed the Rhino went quiet after the Sorrow and the Sound that they've broken up in the years since. Um, Rise to Remain and the Safety Fire split in 2015 that the files split up in 2016, Heck and Maleficent split up in 2017. The UK scene that had died off, or that sorry, the UK scene that had formed was dying off spectacularly. And it was in these years where I, it was the first time I understood how the music industry works for um, alternative music. You know, the big bands that you see on TV and that kind of thing, they will have record labels and companies finance them and get them all the best places and get them all the best spots for adverts or TV in general. Whereas underground independent music, you've got to fight for it. That's why if you've seen recently Black Peaks have had to cancel their tour, One I wish will a Speedy Recovery. They split their, they uh, cancelled their tour from that, Black Peaks, Palm Reader, um, Black Futures, and I remember they had a really fun name. Another band which I will try and think of as I'm going along, they've all had to drop off as well because you know the headline has gone, and that's going to cut into them something fierce. So for bands like that, you have to like say, okay let's go to the merch desk because like online merch desks generic empirical and that kind of crap to support them back because you know they won't have the same kind of money to back them and how can we go along what's it bitch falcon which i thought was a great name for a band fucking listen to bitch falcon that's hilarious um yeah, those sort of bands because they've now been like had to cancel this tour to make way for Will's health, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Definitely look after the people first. If this was like a Yumi at six or a Young Guns, they'd be fine because they got companies behind them. But you know, just independent music and alternative music, and especially in the UK at the time, still even now, just don't have the same sort of thing. And with all that said, I was dead excited when the Hawkeye's social medias started teasing something. Like little updates happened here and there, profile pictures changed, and then eventually became advice. Um, And after all that excitement, if everything was going on, you can then imagine how worried I was the first time I heard Royal Trouble. And it wasn't Ideas 2.0. In fact, it wasn't even Everything is Fine 2.0. If you are a fan of Hawkeye's and for some reason you haven't gone into Advice yet, don't make the same mistake I did and expect Advice version 2 or Everything Is Fine version 2 because this is a band that has grown up and a lot of that craziness is gone compared to the previous album. When you think about it, it makes sense because there is a definite shift in between ideas and Everything Is Fine anyways. Everything Is Fine There's a lot more songs in italics as opposed to ideas. And advice even further, again, is a lot more is a little bit more streamlined with those absurdities from yesteryear, a bit more subtle and a bit more nuanced. Um, Using Royal Trouble as the example, there's still a whole heap and bunch of key and signature changes throughout the, trans- the transition and chorus riffs are still fairly pro- prog- proggy. Um, Paul Astic, the lead singer, still makes absolutely no sense in his lyrics. I tried to find an example, but I th- they haven't printed them anywhere. I don't think they're in the album Case Watch Got either. They're fucking maddening. It makes no sense at all, and I love it. You've got New Greek Fire and Hand in My Heart Cage. And in fact, the bulk of the second half of the album, actually, it's all full of those old. Um, older fashioned Hawkeye's musical oddities, with the only exception I'd say is probably Win on Win, uh, like, you've got a song like Smokes, which is predominantly a sm- spoken word monologue by Richard O'Brien from Crystal Maze, for fuck's sake, you know, it's, the, although it is a lot more rock songs and a lot more, again, streamlined, you've still got the weirdness of Hawkeye's just dibbling around everywhere there. And so you've got that half of the album, while the other half features is just an absolute abundance of, which and it does bleed into the second half, the loony half, a little bit as well, but you just got venue-filling choruses everywhere you turn. You know, Perfect Again is crying out for a few thousand people, a couple of pints in to sing along with. Paul sounds incredible on Follow Me, and fucking, Ah! never leave me is insane it's an absolute peach for song everything sky spinners did for ideas never leave me should be doing for advice and again if you have previous knowledge of hawkeyes and you listen to before so for ideas um for even modern bodies for everything is fine even going back to chicken hawk days listen to advice will take some getting used to but It will, it will click, and it will be so brilliant. When you get Royal Trouble, when you get Never Leave Me, Perfect Again, um, Follow Me as well. The first half of this album is fucking great. Um, hand in My Heart, Cage as well. State of Opposition. When you start getting into the album more and more and more and more and more, you will find the Hawkeyes you know and love in there. If you are, if this is your first time. I'm um, hearing about Hawkeyes and we first album by them that you listen to. You're in for a raunching good time. It's going to be fantastic. And once you listen to advice, start working your way backwards. Go and listen to everything is fine. Go and listen to ideas. Go and listen to Modern Bodies. Fuck it. Go and listen to the Chicken Hawk, self-titled. No matter what you do, no matter what kind of music you listen to, you need to be listening to Hawkeyes because they're fucking brilliant. And if you're indebted to wherever you're from, the local, your local independent scene or your local alternative scene, finance it because they won't get to stadium headlining or festival headlining without people doing the grunt work at the beginning. And having Hawkeyes on a festival set would be insane. And I want it to happen now and I want it to happen forever. But that was Hawkeye's. It was their fourth album. It's called Advice. And that will do it for this week. My throat's getting very, very sore. I'm going to drink coffee and cry. Um, this week, you've had Little Old Me chat about Download, Slam Dunk, and Bloodstock. I have had various opinions. Um, album reviews from this week were Dinosaur Pilot, Aphyxion, Virginity, Paladin, Gold Bloom, and The Mighty Mighty Hawkeye's. Next week, I am hoping to do Black Futures, the new Korn album, Microwave, which is a big grunge band that everyone's really getting into, and Tiny Moving Parts, who I adore a lot, and almost missed the fact they had a new album coming out, because that was a dafty. But that's all coming up next week. Thank you very much for listening. As ever, find me on social medias. I'm there all, I'm usually there all the time. I get no vacations, basically. I've had radio for the past few weeks, and I apologize for that, but I'm still around come say hi, tell me I'm shit, something, let me know, dear listener, that it's not just you out there, and I will see you maybe next week, probably, definitely. Bye-bye.